and welcome to episode 28 of Wing Sauce. The which which edition is this, Dustin? Oh my gosh. We Luke Wachowski. Well, I think that it should be Brian Rafalski because he wore it the longest out of so we really had three people: Steve Duchesne, Brian Rafalski, or Luke Wachowski. So I think that out of all of them, because of well, not only Rafalski wore it for three seasons, he also was probably the best to wear 28 out of those three. Luke, however, had the most fights I probably in 28. <laughs> Is that a stat that you just made up like, with no yes. research? <laughs> yes, 100%. I just, I just literally just made that up. Well, I, I mean, that, you're, you're probably right, though, because I don't think Rafalski ever fought. And Steve Duchesne, I know he was missing teeth, but I don't think he was – I don't really know if he was really a fighter. Somebody fact check us. Yeah. Either way, so it's episode 28, and uh, fill in the blank. It could be anyone. Well, can you, tell, can you tell we're running low on hockey news? It, it, could, be, it could be Thomas Kopetsky. <sighs> Man. Carlo Koliakovo. Okay, some of these people – some of these – okay, Gustav Lindstrom, yeah, but some of these people I don't recall. I'm sorry. Well, it says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. But uh, so, by the way, guys, uh, well, Dustin, great job on, on the intro um, last week in my absence. Thought you guys did real well with it. Um, what's new? I feel like it's 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 been a while. Well, I just, uh, I just saw you, Tyler, so it, it hasn't been too long for us. Yeah, I know. I uh, well, I I have a story to bring up for everyone else. Um, I was, I, I, is, it, is it the same one that I was going to bring up and complain about? Probably. Okay. <laughs> you can tell it, but I'm just I'm just as upset. So we, okay. we'll leave. It's a little teaser, but anyway, <laughs> nothing. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Inching closer until I close on my house. Hopefully, Woo! in like two weeks. I'm thinking. Hell yes! Nice. And yeah. is, do you know? Is it going to be like immediate move in? Yes. Oh, yeah. sweet. if not, if not, he's paying me rent for every day he's there. Nice, nice. Gotta, yeah. gotta love that. Yeah, especially. I, mean, I don't mind, especially in today's climate. You know, get, getting paid for for something is it's pretty nice. Exactly. Pretty but uh, uh, some good news though, when this episode releases tomorrow, will be hockey. Ooh, little hockey we started. Wow, could not be more excited. A little bit. Nope. Up, uh, so what, is that the? It's Tuesday, the 29th? Yep, 29th. The good news is I am off all that week, so I have plenty of time to watch hockey. Or no, no, it would be the 27th, right? I'm, Wait, I'm so. the, what, what day is today? It'd yeah, be the no, 28th. It would be Tuesday the 28th. The 28th. Damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. Jeez, boys. Well, but no, one, way. no one got my joke. I thought it was funny. Wait, say it again. I I I was just trying to fit. I was just trying to think said, of what day it was. I said, luckily, I'll have all next week off of work. Very true. Hey, same. You and I both, uh, right? <laughs> but um, Con- Connor unfortunately is gonna have to try to actually figure out a schedule to watch hockey. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, we'll figure it out. I'm, I need to block some time off right now. Just be smart about it, you know. Just take half days. Well, just yeah, talk, half talk, days. talk to your assistant. Have have. Uh, have them fill in for you in, in those work meetings. <laughs> That'd go over great. 
I think it'll be actually I'll just sign on and just have my name up and uh, won't say anything. Just, <laughs> you know what you should do? So, uh, Dustin, do you remember the guy that um, we can't name uh, any names and we can't name any companies, but when we worked together a few years ago, do you remember the guy who uh, sat in the back by the window and in front of his camera, he had a little photo of himself. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. So Connor, yep. you need to do that. And then everyone will think that you're on the Zoom meetings. <laughs> That's true. Or, <laughs> it was actually hilarious. It was actually hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I think I could do that, but I could also have the screen just on the opposite side of my computer and, you know, everybody of the background set up. It'll be great. I, I, I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. I'm going to have everything set up because I, I can't miss sports. It's, it's been how many so, months now? <laughs> uh, on that, we, we, I promise everyone we're going to have some type of like video, uh, maybe like a YouTube or something so you can see us while we record or something of that nature. It's coming soon. I just don't know Absolutely. when. Because I, I can't figure out actually how to integrate it all together as of right now. So hopefully once Zencaster figures out their video recording, it'll be a lot easier. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'll have to upgrade the lighting here in the, in the dungeon basement because, um, well, right now I'm actually like sitting kind of in the dark. I just have the light coming in through the windows, but, um, that's eerie. Yeah. Well, not, not so much. I got my Red Wings, my Red Wings stuff around me. It's keeping me nice and nice and comfy and cozy. Cause I know that, that the best is yet to come for the wings. Boys. That's what boys. I tell myself at least. The hats should be done this weekend. Nice. Ooh, I'm excited for that. That'll be awesome. Me too. We've, we've had some good gear coming out recently. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you to everyone who bought a shirt. Like we, how many did we, did we sell? Did we sell like 52 or 53 or something? I think it's 51. Ah, still. Hey, it's over 50. It's true. Yeah, it's true. That's a, no, that's thank, actual thanks fact. everyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. Um, so before we go into, so Dustin, we have to tell you a story about yesterday. Connor and I had a great time, but, um, I had less of a good time, but we, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we have to uh, first bring up our, our guests that we have on today. We have Blake Saylor and Dom Panetta. Uh, they both played high school hockey at Culver Military Academy. They both played some junior hockey, both played a little bit of college. And uh, I thought that those boys were a lot of fun to interview. Um, I hope that everyone enjoys that. Uh, we'll have that here in a little bit. Um, and I mean, <laughs> they're just, they're literally two peas in a pod, man. They, I, Oh yeah, I, I couldn't even tell who was talking. <laughs> Seriously, that was, that was I could either. I, I was thinking they need a little like name tag somehow, so I knew who the hell. Hello, this is Blake talking. This is where <laughs> the video, the video conferencing would have come in perfectly because exactly. they have, they literally have such a like similar. It's very similar voices, and it was difficult to tell who was who. And uh, but I, th- those guys are hilarious, man. Dom actually is back in the Grand Rapids area. Um, and we were supposed to go uh, mountain biking, but uh, it'll happen. It'll happen this week. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Trying to get my life back in order after moving my in-laws in. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, Did you say uh, your wife or your life. Get my life back together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. Liv, no worries. <laughs> Doesn't um, bother <block> you. <laughs> <It's good work. laughs> 
So, but yeah, uh, that was, that was an ordeal moving. Um, not fun. Packed up two 26 foot trucks. Uh, one of them, which by the way, uh, they, they put governors on these things like 75 miles an hour. These, these U-Hauls, they, they just, they put governors on them. I don't know why. Is that for all of them or just like the huge ones? I think it's for all of them because when I, I had to, I had to take back a 26 foot truck that was leaking oil and everything. And, um, so we, uh, it was in, uh, it was in my in-laws driveway and and my father-in-law goes, Oh my God, this thing's, this thing's leaking oil. We gotta, we gotta talk to uh roadside assistance or whatever. So he had me drive into Ludington to go drop this thing off. And I have to say, uh, I've used U-Haul a lot. And th- I, I know this is like, it's, it's not even an ad read, but they, they seriously made it so easy to switch and, and give me like a new van that I needed to get back to the east side of the state. Really? So yeah. So they, they made it super easy. I was very, very, very happy with it. Um, and I didn't have to pay anything extra. They they didn't worry about the fuel or anything like that. So it was really cool. Wow, but, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean that sounded like an ad read. That was that was <laughs> just as good as one. They could have wrote that themselves. <laughs> exactly. But um, well, we'll just have to tag them, and hopefully they'll give us a little bit of a, <laughs> you know a like or something. Yeah, yep, uh, that's right. So Connor, we have something that we we have a story to tell from mm-hmm. from yesterday. Yep. Do you want, do you want to tell it? Well, so yeah, yeah, I, I will. So, so Connor, well, actually, so Dustin, uh, we, we had a plan about a week ago to, um, Dustin was driving up from Indianapolis and he was like, Hey, should we meet up in battle Creek? You know, Connor's new house and everything. We, it would be fun to get the boys together. So I, I was like, yeah, um, I'll go. Dustin was like, well, you know, I don't know if I can go anymore. I still ended up going because I hadn't seen, um, I hadn't seen Connor's new house. I hadn't seen Connor and and Dem in a while. So I was like, Oh, you know what? I'll go. And then Connor's also like, by the way, I'm going to need your truck to put my boat in. Hey, that's fine. I'm always, always in to help a brother out. Right. So, and I knew that. So thank you, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) And so we get there and, uh, get the tour of the house and everything. Beautiful house, by the way, Connor, um, and I can't wait to see when everything is, when everything, all the work is, is going to be complete. And you said it's going to be done in phases, but it's going to look sweet. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot and, of work, but you know, it'll get there. <laughs> what house, what house isn't though? Right. True, true. <laughs> but so, um, so yeah, we get there, Connor's showing me the boat now and, and, um, Connor, you bought this boat for what it was, you know, 1500 bucks. It was, yeah. you know, just something to get you through the rest of the summer. Right. Yeah, it was fifteen hundred bucks, like pretty great shape compared to other boats that are going for like double that. So we're like, all right, all we really wanted, all we like literally all we cared about was having something that ran. Just like put it in the water. We don't even care about the interior. We're gonna sell it after. Um, no harm, no foul, really. And uh so we pick it up, it's in great shape, we clean it up, everything, like there's no issues. I don't know, Tyler, like what'd you think? You saw the inside of it, you it's really Everything, not that bad. <laughs> no, dude, so this this boat's in 1986, and I, I'm not even joking when I say this. You wouldn't be able to tell from from like how clean the inside was, the upholstery, everything was very clean. Um, we we checked for uh, the only thing you said that you were kind of like 
iffy about was that the bilge pump didn't work, right? That was the only thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. So I was iffy on that because I you're buying it you're not buying it from a used boat lot, right? They're not, they don't have a bunch of service people looking it over and like have their, it's not a certified their, dealer. You're just, yeah, they don't have their reputation it. behind it. So it was like, all right, it's, I won't call it cheap because 1500 that is 1500, but like you spend that and you kind of have to trust a guy and hopefully there's no cracks in it. So I just didn't want it to put, take on water and not have any way to get water out, even if it was like a slow leak or something. So I was like, all right, well, let's put it in and see if it flows. Just check the water no big deal. But um, anyway, that, that, that's why I was concerned. Yes. So, so here, here's where, so um, I hooked up the, so I backed my truck up into, you know, we, we got the boat hooked up to the back of it. We're, we're all ready to go before we left to go to the boat launch, which is only five minutes from Connor's house. We Connor decided, you know what, before we go over there, I want to make sure just just to make sure that this boat is going to start when we get there. So Connor hooks the hose up uh, to the to the outdrive, like the intake, and fires up the hose. The boat started right up. No problems whatsoever. Didn't even it, it didn't even sweat trying to turn over. And so then And I've done this, Tyler. And I've done that for the past couple days too, because that's really the only thing. Like I'll run it for a little bit and just be like, all right, you know, because every boat's got its little uh, weird things to get it started. Like you, you've seen my parents' pontoon boat. You gotta like jump around three times, blink twice, turn the key <laughs> left twice, and then right. Through, you know all these a, different a weird, things. A weird ritual, and if you don't do it right, it's just gonna be screwed the whole day. Yeah, right. So you just gotta you gotta make sure that you're doing it right. So I, I really, you know, and that's like any boat. So this is an older boat. Just wanna, all right, do uh, where do I want the throttle in neutral? Do I want to give it a little gas? Do I not want to give it a little gas? And these are all things that. I want to you know figure out before and I did like it was it was completely fine like you said right before we left zero issues started right up like you're turning over uh, you're starting a car you know like that easy right anyway. and then so so we we get to the boat launch and and we're all excited um, so here number one thing I had never backed anything in with with this truck this is actually the first time I've I've hauled anything with this truck and I've had it almost a year um, and so. And let me I tell was, you, let me well, let me tell everybody that it was a perfect like tow, or a launch job. I mean, you backing up, it it was it was perfect. Truck's taking, good. Taking it nice and easy. Well, here's the thing. I think actually driving those big ass U-Hauls all weekend um, made me like it, it prepared me for that. Um, it prepared me for that moment, and I just. Watch my mirrors, took it nice and easy. And I also watched that that Family Guy episode where uh, Peter Griffin is like trying to trying to back the boat in and like can't do it. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, we're gonna be on the we're gonna be on the internet. <laughs> um, I wish I wish that was the only problem that we had, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, it was a great it was a great launch job. Um, number one, gotta pat myself on the back here. Uh, mm-hmm. and then number two. The boat is floating. That is good. Good news. We weren't taking in water or anything. Um, from there, Connor looks at me and he goes, it's not turning over. It's not even, I just hear a click. And we're like, shit. So then we had to put it back up on the, on the, um, on the trailer. Had to take it back to Connor's house. 
And for the next, what, hour and a half, two hours, we were trying to figure out if there was a loose connection or anything. I called my dad. I tried, we tried multiple different things. Connor even texted the guy that he bought it from. And like, (laughs) I mean, I, I, I can't, when you look it up, it, everybody says, yeah, you got to check the battery. You got to check the battery. Um, I've called a few people. One person said, ah, well, if the trim was working, which it was same with the blower, like it probably wouldn't be the battery. Another person said, oh, those will still work if you're under a certain voltage. So, you know, you might want to go check it out. So a TBD, I just think that something, a connection must've, something must've got disconnected or loose or something in the five minute drive that yeah. caused it to not start. Cause it wasn't not turning over. It just wasn't doing anything. I'll tell you what, anything could happen with these, with these Michigan roads, man. True. These Michigan roads are so terrible. Um, and yeah, I, I was frustrated for you because I know that like you, you like the window of time is, is closing to use this thing exactly. for the rest of, of summer. Right. So, uh, but I hope that, I hope that we do get that figured out. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll get, we'll get the wing sauce boys on the water and, uh, Lake, uh, Go guac, go uh, go go guac, go guac. I was gonna. I, I waited to see if you figured it out, but I said it. The, I I knew the first time that was like we laughed at it because we we're like, nope, that's that's not how it works. Just say it. But yeah. So and then after that, we decided to just uh, we decided to have a few happy pops and uh, watch Rocket Man. Yeah. What a great, great movie. Oh, and we 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 had uh, some burgers, some some dogs. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it was great. And Rocket Man, yeah, like you said, it's a great movie. And you guys got to meet Jetta. Yeah, which that was the best part. We, yeah. we got well, to have she, a, that was the first she, dog that came in the house. She she misbehaved a little bit, but you know, no, never. But um, awesome is is there uh, is there any other news that you that you want to bring up before we uh, kick it over to the interview with Blake and Dom? Nope, let's kick it over. All right, let's do it. Well, you know what time it is. Very excited for our next guests. Both of them played at Culver Academy. Uh, they they both played junior hockey as well. They spent a little bit of time in the NAHL. Dom played a little bit in the USHL, and then they both played uh, some college hockey. Dom played at Ferris State and Blake played at Fort Lewis College. We'll get into that a little bit later. And Dom actually still still plays for the Vail Yeti of the Mountain West Hockey League. And we'll, we'll ask him some questions about that. But thank you very much Wait, for joining. The failed Yeti? The Vail Yeti. Oh. Okay. Yes. Almost so, a perfect intro. Almost a perfect intro. So thanks. Thanks for that. But thank thank you very much for joining us. Uh Welcome to the Wing Sauce Podcast, Blake Saylor and Dom Panetta. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. What's up, guys? Absolutely. What What have you guys been doing to keep busy out there in Colorado? Well, it's ski season's over here. Hockey season's over. No rinks are open. So I have been doing a ton of mountain biking and camping out in the mountains. Yeah, yes. Dom, it's like he... He doesn't even, I don't know, have a job right now. <laughs> so whenever I look on his Instagram, it looks like he's in the most remote areas or he's just filming all these awesome spots and then posting them on his story. So 
Um, but other than that, I've been doing a lot of rock climbing and working quite a bit and camping as well. Those are both very, very Colorado answers, and I love it. it sounds great. <laughs> I would I wouldn't expect anything less from two people that live in Colorado. <laughs> Is there and anything else? Are, are you guys uh, Are you guys enjoying some of the local product over there too? Of course. I mean, you don't live in Colorado and not get into the the green stuff a little bit. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Michigan. But Tyler and Connor won't jump on board. So oh, yeah, I'm not really against it. Tom, no, Tom, I, 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 I've smoked with Connor a few times. <laughs> well, boys, boys, boys weekend. We got to get down on that. I, I Tom, the, that. the evil twin of me. He tries to get me into all of it, and I, I just don't. Yeah, give in. Blake's, Blake's the goody two-shoes <laughs> okay. awesome. crew. Mr. Goody two-shoes. Uh, are you guys out in Denver, or we're out in Colorado? Uh, I'm down in Castle Rock, so I just bought a place, which is south of south of Denver, about 30 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, I just bought a place down here two months ago. And uh, used to, I work up in the Denver area, though, like Cherry Creek. Um, so make it up there every once in a while. But it's kind of been hanging out down here ever since we've been working remotely and everything. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm downtown Denver, and I'm, I'm planning on moving to Vail here pretty soon, though. Wow. So how, how soon? As soon as my place in Phoenix sells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um I mean I mean there's so many like amazing spots out in Colorado. Like you have you have Vale, you have Breckenridge, you have like I mean is there is there any like place you wouldn't really want to live in Colorado? Probably Pueblo. <laughs> It's like that, the hood down there. Any anywhere you head kind of east is I mean like Lyman and stuff. Nothing I'm not gonna bash on them or anything, but it's just it, you at least have to live in the Denver area to be able to have quick, easy access to the mountains. I mean you're from Denver, you're two hours to Vale, you know, about an hour and a half to to Breck. Keystone's probably the closest mountain that you're um, you know, the closest mountain to us. And then, honestly, my favorite area, just going to school down in Durango, uh, is... I heard Durango is beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, was just there the other week. It was, it was dope. So, is it, is it more on the west side of, of Colorado? Because yeah, I so, don't... So, go ahead. most people live in Denver because they get, they get good weather and they still get access to the mountains. But if you go east of Denver at all, we consider that Kansas. It's just plain fields and boring as hell. So, you got to be close to the mountains. And Denver is like the most populated place, obviously. But um, as soon as you go west of Denver, north or south, you're getting into money territory. It's it's great out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Southwest sure. is beautiful. Just um, – I mean, it's you like down in Durango, we have about six breweries down there. Um, So we always would brag how it was the best college town to live in. Everybody thinks CU is an awesome college town and it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. The parties are awesome and everything. But what's great about Fort Lewis is, is you, you have all the access to the mountains. You have so much, it's like the biking Mecca of the U.S. You have so many Olympic riders that live down there. Um, we camped basically every weekend when it came springtime, 
Uh, and that was fun. That was also like playing club hockey too down there is just a bunch of my buddies, you know, they grew up playing hockey. They weren't the best players in the world, but they also, you know, love the mountains as well. So it was a great little mix of, you know, having a good crew down there of guys who played hockey, but then they also love the outdoors. Oh, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you guys, so Connor and I, we, we don't have uh, full suspension bikes where we, you know, we don't have that type of money, but I imagine you guys out in Colorado, you, if you're doing a lot of downhill biking, you have to have full suspension. No. I mean, there are a couple hardos out there that do the hardtail route. And I think Blake would be one of those guys <laughs> but I, on the full suspension. I want to get some air. I want to crush some downhill. And, uh, in order to do that comfortably, yeah, you, you definitely ha- got to have full suspension. Yeah, well, see, absolutely. We, 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 we go, don't, we, no, I just saying we go, you know, in hardtail in Michigan, like it's just, yeah, it's you can go full, yeah, you can go full suspension if you want, but like you're, it's not like a relaxing fun, or I guess like mountain downhill mountain biking in Colorado is not relaxing, but it's like a fun, like high intensity thing that you're doing where in Michigan, it's like, all right, I'm going to go do a workout right now and have some fun while I do it, but it's going to be a lot of climbing. So you, you kind of, I feel like you need that hardtail a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and I know I now they make, they make all these bikes, like even the, even the full suspension bikes that have like the lockout for the, for the front and rear, uh, mm-hmm. the rear suspension. But the thing is like, I, I'm biking on a budget, man. I don't have, <laughs> I talked to one of my buddies who, who goes downhill biking in uh, North Carolina. He spent $4,700 on his bike. I'm like, dude, did that thing have a motor on it. Like I'm not, I'm not putting anything over 1200 bucks. Wait, that's all he spent on his bike, bro. My bike was twelve grand. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was you- the joke down in Durango where we'd say it's really rare to find a car where it's more expensive than their bike. So everybody driving around drives like a Subaru, <laughs> and their bike is way more expensive than their car is. That's what I was gonna say. Is that's like the most Colorado thing ever. It's like you have this unreal bike. <laughs> you know, full suspension. It's probably like 10 grand. And then you have this Subaru that you've been driving around for, I don't know, oh. 15, 20 years. It's like, they're unreal. They last forever. But then you just have this ridiculous bike. That's like more than what, you know, a house is worth. It's so Dom, what do you crazy. have a stump jumper? I'm looking at your Insta right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have an S work stump jumper thing weighs 27 pounds. It's a quiver. <laughs> Jeez, man. That, that thing looks like it rips. Dude, it, it freaking ripped. So I actually paid 6500 for it. It's twelve grand, brand new, but I bought it. Like out here, you can get sick bikes for like half off after the season mm-hmm. um, because everybody tries to upgrade. So I went ahead and just bought somebody's used one, and it's been sick. You can get the demo bikes too yeah. after, after the season. Like during COVID, you know, a bunch – and I'm still kind of like looking at bikes and everything, but – one of my buddies was saying he got one for basically half off because a bunch of the demo bikes, they weren't people that come in to rent them or anything uh, once COVID happened. And so now they're, they're forced to kind of get rid of them because they're going to get next year's, you know, you know, models and everything. So, right. right. Well, so yeah, the, the funny thing about COVID is that like all these, all these rich people decided like, Oh yeah, I'm going to buy these brand new bikes. And then they become like clothes hangers for uh for like the next two months and and mm-hmm. they're selling them you, you can't i mean bikes are not like cars where as soon as they drive off the lot they dr- they drop like a certain percentage but um it's still i don't know i would never buy a brand new bike i just uh 
I don't know. I just bought like a new fat or not new one, but like a used uh, fat bike. And I freaking love this thing, man. It's no suspension, by the way. But in a couple of years, I might buy like a front fork. I'm getting I'm starting to get into it a little bit more, but uh, I can't justify spending anything over like twelve hundred bucks right now. That's just one because I don't have money Two because I'm not that good. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a combination. Let me give you a plug pinkbike.com that is i've heard best. about that yeah it's the best place to buy and sell bikes no way is that like is that like an all-use market or it's like the craigslist of, of biking yeah okay okay oh, sweet cool. i'll check that out that's awesome yeah definitely check it out dude I, I scroll on there maybe like once a day looking for bikes so i'm trying to get i'm, I'm trying to get a 27.5 one for downhill specifically mm-hmm. i want to get a fat bike at some point too and then I just bought a BMX so I can hit the skate parks too. <laughs> Jeez. With the peg. <laughs> Only I got pegs on the back so I can bring all my broads to the skate park. No, that's all right. <laughs> Front and back. Yeah, plenty hard. <laughs> that's amazing. Or you might just bring Blake to the skate park yeah. on the pegs. <laughs> I prefer bringing a big girl so I can get some, you know, exercise out of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So um, I guess we should get into some hockey, uh, I guess. But uh, so you guys, you guys started off at at Culver together. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, Dom, you're from Grand Rapids. Blake, I know you're from you're from uh, Denver. What brought you guys to Culver? And talk a little bit about that for those who don't know what Culver Academy is. Yeah. Um. So I this is Blake, and I was. Um, I, I guess where I first heard about Culver was I was in the peewee tournament up in Quebec. And, uh, you know, I grew up with four older sisters and a mom. And so I think the biggest thing for me is I loved it. It was great growing up, but I also knew that I kind of wanted to do something different. Um, so when I was playing in the Quebec tournament, um, actually, John Michael Lyles' dad was up there just on a recruitment type trip and handed my mom a pamphlet. And they always say it's not really about like recruiting or anything, but it was just a, it was a great way to just promote the school and where they can also get some, you know, decent competition up at that tournament. So that's the first time that I heard about Culver. Um, And then from there, you know, I was really the initiator for applying. And um, I, again, I knew I wanted to do something different. I, I didn't really hang out with a ton of kids from my middle school or anything. So it wasn't like I was missing out on, on a bunch of friends or anything because I was always busy with hockey. Um, so once I applied, then I actually remember when I first went out to Culver, I skated with Dom. He was a freshman. And I remember just being like, God, I want to be like that kid someday. <laughs> and so he was just always stirring the pot. You know, he was that guy that skated around and almost like one of the little bash brothers. And at that time he was probably like five, six or so, not the, not the tallest guy in the world. Uh, but yeah, I skated with his team and then I figured out that, you know, that's really what I want to do. I wasn't really told that it was an intense military school um, until I really got there, but uh, I just knew I wanted to hockey and go to school and wanted to do something different. So that's kind of what led me there. That's yeah. Awesome. And uh, Tyler, are you from GR? Not from there. No, I'm from the east side of the state, but just moved over here two years ago. 
Gotcha. Okay, so I uh, I grew up playing for the Grand Rapids Junior Griffins in GR, and uh, mm-hmm. I got to the point where there was no AAA on the on the west side of Michigan. So my my uh, it was either a drive to Bell Tire, Victory Honda, uh, one of those big CompuWare type programs, um, twice a week plus then for games on the weekend, or go to a, a prep school where I could live on campus. And Culver happened to be like one of the closest ones to GR. Um, I had a I had a family friend that went there, so I was like, I'll check it out and see how it is. Um, went on a tour, and I just fell in love with the place. It's on a lake. It's super nice. The, it's like Hogwarts, basically. Yeah. It's like a, a crazy, crazy nice like campus. Um, but anyways, yeah, decided uh, like on the spot that I'd apply. And once I got in, it was kind of an easy decision on my part. Obviously. Um, my parents had to have the money to pay for it cause I didn't have like a full ride or anything, but, um, it, it, it's a pretty expensive school and luckily enough, like my dad did well. So, um, I, I was able to, you know, go there and play some hockey. Well, and the hockey teams were sick there. I mean, how, how many were there? There was, uh, like seven, <laughs> no, there's like four, but what, what, what program do you guys play on? Like at, at the time it was, so when I went there and when Dom was there too, it was JV and then varsity B and then varsity A. Um, no prep it, team. The, there wasn't a prep team then, but it was, you know, really my junior, was it junior year when they kind of called it prep then? Yeah, like I think your, it was my senior year. Yeah. We called it prep. Yeah. We and, changed it from varsity A to prep. And that's when it kind of started to shift to where they really wanted to make it a hockey school. And I mean, the, the guy there, Al Clark, he built that program and, you know, we got to give him so much credit for that. It's even called out like Clark Arena now. But um, I think it was more so he really wanted to make it about the academics at that time. And not that it isn't now, but it's really has transformed to become, you know, encompassing all the athletics, the military and the, the um, you know, the academics as well. So now it's it's yeah, there's a ton of teams. There's the prep team. There's like a varsity A, there's a U16, there might even be like a JV team. And then they also have the, the two girl teams as well. So yeah, you, I could say six. Wow. When you Blake, when you guys played, I'm sorry, Tyler, no, when you guys played, did you guys play like Shattuck St. Mary or anything like that? Or was it more local teams at the time, like Burbuff, stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, really it was all those national teams. It, we were independent at the time. So there we would play some local teams as well um but mostly it was the ones that we'd really get up for the games was the, the you know the Shattuck uh St. Louis Junior Blues uh we'd also play Madison Capitals quite a bit um i think the the ones where i really just fell in love with the prep school hockey is going out to Cushing Academy we always did a tournament out there we did, would do two tournaments um around the holidays and and that was just so much fun just to see how different style of hockey is out there. And it was like, it was kind of that inner competition to where you hear about all those, you know, rich kids on the East coast to where it's like, they play only each other. So it was a little bit of an inner competition to where we're a Midwest school coming out there to play. And most of the time we usually win those tournaments. So, yeah, I'll say this much too. Like when I came in, um, I put on JV to start, like the bottom of the barrel. And I was actually on a line with Nick Dowd, who's on the yeah. Washington Capitals now. So like that just goes to show you how much talent we had. He was on the worst team, you know, his sophomore year of, of high school. So mm-hmm. 
Um, but then he grew like six inches in one summer and then was the best player at our school. But <laughs> that's the only reason why I didn't make it to the show. I yeah. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Um, but for a year, yeah, he was on our team. And it was funny because like the, the bottom two teams, which was JV and varsity B, they would actually compete in the Indiana high school tournament. Yeah. So like against would, each other. Yeah, we would. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I was getting at in, in the, so we actually played each other in the finals of the, like the top Indiana state hockey, like district <laughs> league, whatever it is. Oh my God. That's incredible. It was our varsity B team versus our JV team. Well, in that, blood. my freshman year, I was on the JV team and you know, that obviously like going through trials and stuff, you're like, there was only a few that would make the varsity B team as like freshmen. There was one kid, Frank D'Augustine, and he ended up, you know, being Dom and my line mate, um, you know, the next year, sophomore year. And um, so, yeah, I was on the JV team. I ended up getting called up to the varsity B team, played a few games with them. And that was cool. Just being able to play against, you know, Shattuck and some of the AAA teams that were like out of the Michigan area. Um, and then we, yeah, I had to go back to the JV team when it came to the state playoffs, because if we wanted to, you know, at least kind of have somewhat of a chance against the varsity B team that we had to have, you know, some younger guys on that, on that JV squad. Right. So, it was a pretty cool experience though. So I, I won't... Hey. go ahead. Doug. Go ahead, Tyler. No, go ahead. <laughs> nope. Uh, so Blake, I was just going to ask you guys when you guys played in the state tournament, was it in Dyer, Indiana? Um, no, it was at the state fairgrounds yeah, where the Indiana where the ice, ice used to play. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so my cousin plays for Verbuff, right? And they yeah. always play Culver and literally for the last four years, they've been playing in Dyer and it's like, the f- they have a fucking gorgeous Indiana fuel rink down at the state fairgrounds yeah. yet you're playing up in Dyer, Indiana, middle freaking nowhere. So I, I was just curious. Know, so where is Dyer? Yeah, where is that? <laughs> it's up, it's, it's up in the region near Chicago. Oh. No way. Okay. Huh. Is it yeah, dude, literally I'm up. talking fields, cornfields, middle of nowhere. That is. Oh nuts. yeah. That's how that's Indiana. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you just explained it. <laughs> yeah. You explained the whole state. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you guys though. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did Culver not just pass um, Shattuck as one of the top hockey programs in the United States for high school? I don't know. I, I, that'd be awesome if that's the case. Yeah, just say, I mean, just say yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was because they. I followed them like a little bit, you know, re- here recently, and now they're in that Mid Am district, and they usually win that Mid Am district to be able to go to nationals. And I think that Culver's done a great job just with their program of really attracting some really good talent too um so i don't know who the new sports director is but they're really drawing a lot of kids from all over um dom and i also played lacrosse too and so that was all that was really fun just lax bros yeah well dom and i weren't your typical lax bros i think we stirred every pot in that coach i mean that coach like has built that (laughs) to be a national program and dom and i were we were uh, defensive middies together. We didn't really care. I think we would try to get out of practice more often than not and just go like <laughs> we had to to go like rehab for hockey or something. It so. was just conditioning, right? Yeah. More yeah so. Dom, you asked Dom about his cleats and his, his uh, 
head that he had for lacrosse. Oh, it was it we, we, <laughs> as a complete joke because it was our secondary sport. So like I got like a hot pink like lacrosse stick, and my cleats were like like neon orange and and <laughs> the coach SpongeBob and Patrick baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the coach still played us because he was starting to build this program, so he was still getting recruits. And so basically what he did, he went to the hockey team and he was like, hey, does anyone want to play for us? And so we we were all like, yeah, let's do it. And we would just like kill kids out there and try to drop the mitts. And then <laughs> this is in Indiana too, not really a lacrosse state. So yeah. like playing out there, we would just destroy teams. And then uh, and then now, and, not, and now he's built the team where every single kid on the team is a division one commit. So yeah. like no hockey players are on that team. It's all lacrosse kids. <laughs> Good Lord. So, um, so after, well, actually one, one quick thing I wanted to say, uh, for, for Culver, when I looked up, uh, both of you guys on hockey DB or elite prospects, whatever, what, uh-huh. whichever one it was. Um, so I couldn't find any, uh, data on Dom, but I, I did see that Blake had 43 games played and 49 points. That's pretty solid. At Culver. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, Tyler, I have to give a lot of credit to to the line that I I played on. I mean, I I think the best memories. You had thirty eight assists. I think you were helping them. Yeah. Well, okay, so I got to tell you about our line. That's probably the the biggest like bragging right that I have. So so Nick Dowd, Dom, and Frank D'Augustine played with him. Their fre- so Dom was a freshman, Frank was a freshman, and Nick Dowd was a sophomore at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they all played together, and they were the teal line. So that that kind of started the whole teal line. And the and- reason, first off, the reason we were the teal line because we got last pick on the jerseys. Yeah. Every line had a jersey. So we just owned this teal yeah. jersey that we had to wear every day. And when I say they sharks, baby. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When they owned it, they, like, owned it. Like, they – they just had the most chemistry. They kind of like, you know, they ended up having the most points on the team and they were the fourth line originally. So when I moved up to uh, the U16 team, when I was a sophomore, Dom, you know, was a junior, right? And then Frank was moving up to be a junior. We all ended up becoming a line together. And then, you know, we played on the on the prep team together. We were still teal line. And, and even after we left Culver, um, there, there were like guys that we'd go back and visit and they still had those teal jer- jerseys. So we kind of started like the whole teal line thing, but you know, with all the points and everything, uh, Frank was our goal scorer. Dom was the all around like greasy player where it's like, if Frank and I ever get got into like a, a fight, like Rusty Hafner, do you guys know that name? It sounds super familiar. Yeah. So he played for bell tire and our linemate Frank, I know Lucas Hafner if he's if he's related okay. to him because he played at Western. Okay, well they were like he was a big fighter and you know got dra- drafted into the OHL and stuff. And our our linemate Frank Diagostine had to fight this guy, and we couldn't fight. I mean we were like a bunch of uh, high school kids where it's like I know they could fight in Michigan, but we weren't allowed to. And so, uh, and anyways, Dom was like the guy who would basically protect it seemed like Frank and I in a lot of instances. And I was just the playmaker that, uh, you know, would, would try to set Dom up or try to set Frank up. Um, so I think that's where I generated a lot of my points. I feel like every single time I passed to Frank on the back door, he would, you know, one time at home. So 
that's usually nice to have a, have a, a partner that can do that for you, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great when you're going to the bars. Like guys tell me all the time, I'm the best wingman they ever had. Like I'll get in a fight, I'll help them, do <laughs> whatever it is. Ultimate ultimate team player. That's not exactly. yeah. I, I tell I tell I always told my dad, I'm like, listen, dad, I'm I'm not any of the bricks on the team. I'm yeah. I'm the cement that holds all the bricks together. <laughs> so so you guys played in the 2009 2010 season, correct? For Culver, um, I, I don't think no. I did. I think I was no. in the U.S. Or... So we were aligned when it was like 2008, Eight. 2009. Yeah. And then I, I was a, you know, I played 2010 and they were, you know, Dom was gone. He graduated and went to Bismarck. I was, I was too busy winning the NAHL <laughs> national championship that year. Ooh, got some gotcha. all-stars over here. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so Blake, you you said that you played in in the uh 2009-2010 season? Yeah, for Culver? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. So so Connor had just transferred to St. Mary's like that oh, year. Yeah. So so the transfer rule in Michigan oh. is that you have to sit out half the year. So Connor is texting me on the side. He goes, "If only I would have played that game, I <laughs> we would have won." Hey, Connor. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? And it maybe so. Were you on there like the year before too? I can't remember when it was. No, but. no. So I was on. Uh, so that 2009, 2010 season. And why I was bringing that up, I was like, I can't remember. I, I didn't know when you guys played there, so I was like, oh, I watched that. But yeah. So the transfer rule is when I went over that 2009, 2010. I had to sit out half the season, and I think when we went out to Culver, it was like the last, or maybe it was in the beginning of the season. I don't know. Either way, it was right it was, before Christmas, Connor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like at the like the last game I couldn't play. So I I remember going there. Well, Connor, I so I can't remember it, honestly if it was the two thousand eight two thousand nine. I think it was my two thousand nine two thousand ten year. But we skated by your guys's bench, and we did the whole Mighty Ducks thing where we smashed their helmets. Where we skated. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that was our year, but that is absolutely hilarious. I will need yeah, to talk. We should bring Dan out and see if, if see if uh, Danny can attest to this. Yeah, my. <laughs> and it happens all so quick, so it's probably like I just remember like that was the intention and everything. <laughs> that that is hilarious. No, I remember it was like I, I want to say it was three three, and then we took no 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 maybe it was like. 3-2 and we were winning but it was close to that and like at the end of the game we took some pretty stupid penalties and it was a five on three to end the game and you guys scored <laughs> you guys scored two goals in like the last couple minutes and one and then uh, me and a guy named joe janiga he was another transfer and he was a goalie and we're like well that sucks because now we have to get back skated when we, we get, like that's all you care about when you're a transfer you're like well we lost that sucks you guys have a nice day, don't you what's up you guys have a really nice rink, though, now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Built brand new nice. in 2003, I think. Yeah. So, wait, Connor, I have a quick question for you. Um, we always considered Shattuck, like, one of our biggest rivals. Do you guys consider Culver one of your biggest rivals? Um, oh, we played I, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, not Shattuck. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's yeah, what I was going to say. I said, uh, so, I, <laughs> I played <laughs> Orchard Lake. <laughs> so, when we – I, yeah, I wish I played at Shattuck, but um, I, was no, about I, I, I would say like, we didn't play like Culver. I, I know that like changes your question, but um, <laughs> like anybody that wasn't in our league. I uh, should have prefaced that that was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Shattuck earlier. 
Um, I mean, no, but I, I was saying it wasn't. Yeah, definitely not a rival, just because we only played you guys a couple times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> sorry, sorry about the confusion, boys. But uh, so, so then, so then, both of you guys played junior. I wanted to let's let's start with with Dom. I know you played for Bismarck, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, quick, quick shout out there. Uh, fifty-four games played, fifty-two points. Not too shabby. Yeah, I, I, w- I am proud to say that year uh, was probably the best year of hockey I ever had. <laughs> um, and then I got a girlfriend from Bismarck, and she was an absolute rocket, but took my attention away from the game. So, any of you young oh. listeners, <laughs> don't let that don't happen. Let it happen. Uh, learn what yeah. not to do from Dom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, that year I was the top scoring 91 in the league. Um, proud, proud to say that. <laughs> I, I was the lead. The, the, what you're not seeing on Very there horrible. is the playoffs. Um, <laughs> leading scorer in the playoffs as well. So, and then we won the national championship. So I had, I had a great all around year. I actually wanted to stay in Bismarck another year. But all my older teammates were like, listen, dude, you you were the top scoring 91 in the league. You won the national championship. You led the league in playoff points. Like, you have nothing to prove here. Go go to the USHL, play there, and, you know, make your way on up to Division One at some point. So that's what that's what I ended up doing. And I and I and I will say I do regret it because I loved Bismarck. It's such a it's such a weird place to live, but so fun. Tons of babes. Like and right, and you had a girlfriend. Oh yeah, I did have a girlfriend. <laughs> she had the hottest friends of all time. <laughs> you just liked it because you looked at the friends. Yeah. So, but yeah, I had a great year and I loved it. That's amazing. And then Blake, you you were in in the Null too uh, for two seasons. You played in uh, Wenatchee, right? Yeah, playing Wenatchee and. Uh, I think Wenatchee is the the best place that you can play. Maybe a little different than Bismarck, but yeah, do they have hot chicks there? (laughs) (laughs) Unreal rink, though. Uh, Wenatchee is my my favorite place to to play in the null. (laughs) Yeah, and location, and I think the idea behind like building that team up there was eventually to get to the BCHL. I know they tried to do that early on in the first couple seasons too, but the NA was the only league that they could really get into. Um, so, but we would go up in the preseason and play like Penticton and trail uh, some of those teams uh, up there at Langley, we would always play. And honestly, that league I had more success in, even though this was like preseason. So it really didn't matter, but, but it just was like a way different style of play. That was more open ice. Whereas like the null. Um, I mean, yeah, I was, right. a, I was, a, yeah, I was the captain with Wenatchee or I was the assistant the very first year. And then the, uh, you know, captain the second year. And it was just a different style of play. It was a lot of grinding. And, uh, yeah, so I, I will say that like, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like the null and, and, and Dom, you could probably, I don't know if you can back it up or not, but I feel like the USHL and BCHL and, those are kind of, and maybe even the EJ back when we were playing as well. It's like very mm-hmm. skilled, and then you go to the null, and you're just like, oh, you're getting pounded in front of the net. You guys, or I don't know, you have like a third line or fourth line guy that fights every single game, and it's just, it's not super fun hockey, and it's hard to be successful in it. So, 
I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I I honestly would like to disagree with you because the null was the most fun I ever had. Like all the guys on the team in the locker room, team guys. The the leagues are different too. You get to the USHL, everybody's pretty selfish. They're 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 in for it for themselves. And then when everybody's like, dude, let's just have a good time for the boys, you know. And, yeah, well, uh, I guess I guess I was more talking about just like strictly hockey and like like I feel like the USHL you just have all these guys and like to your point they probably are like worrying about themselves or strictly like hey I need to get to the next level if yeah. it's a two on one you can bet you, you can probably skate off the ice right now because you're not getting the puck. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but like in the all I'll just be more like man you go up with these guys or you're going in the league at, at 18 or, or 17 or whatever. And you're, and you go, this guy that's been in the league for four years and, and racks up about, you know, 115 pims a, a season and, yeah. and just going in front of the net. So I, that's, that's what I, I just mean. No, like, no, these no, guys they love it. They love you're, hockey. <laughs> you're dead on. So actually in the national championship game that year, um, I, I was a first year, 18 year old to the league. And all my teammates used to play with this guy named Will Aid, and he led the league for like three or four years in penalty minutes. And he played in Bismarck for three of those years. And then his last year, he went to um, Fairbanks, who we played in the finals. Mm-hmm. And my buddies knew him. So they were like, dude, you should chirp him on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm like, of course Tom did it. So I'm like, all right, what should I say? So I typed to him. I'm like, buddy, I have more points than you you have in four years and one year or something like that. And, and just, that's all I say. He didn't respond or anything, but then we got to the championship game and he's, he is standing on the red line, the entire warmups, just saying like, come over here. (laughs) And I'm like, hell no, dude. Like I'm not about to fight you. And to make the story even better. um, So nothing happened in the game. I just stayed away from the guy. Yeah. But, Next year, he had another year of eligibility left. He got drafted to the Indiana Ice, and I got drafted to Tri-Cities, the Tri-City Storm. Midway through the season, I get traded to the Indiana Ice. And so I am like, oh, shit. Like, I got to <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and, like, finally, like, put this to rest. And uh, so I show up for my first practice. And we're skating around – or actually, no, no, we didn't even skate. We, we, we just did a warm-up. It was like after Christmas practice. Um, we just did like a nice warm-up circle. And so we're sitting in this circle. And he's like, hey, Panetta, are we going to finish this on the ice? <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, his I totally forgot about this. <laughs> Yeah, so that, and, that, and and oh oh to make to make the story even better, um, we actually ended up being like best friends on the team. He actually ended up moving into my house. My mom okay. lived in Indianapolis, so my mom was our billet mom, and like he was living at my house with me. So were you afraid he was going to kill you in your sleep the first couple nights? No, 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 because we had been friends before he decided to move in, and oh. he got kicked out. He was a terrible influence on me, though. I will say that. That is that is absolutely hilarious. But I got I got to ask before. So you, you said you were playing at uh, I don't know if he did or you said you're playing at Fairbanks. So I've only been I've only played there once. How do you like going to Fairbanks? When I I had a pretty crazy experience going there, but it was a, absolutely a blast to play at their rink with their fans. Yeah, I, I I will say I've only heard good things. I've never played there. We were actually playing in Wenatchee for the national championship. Yeah. So. Um, that's where I saw him, but Blake played in Fairbanks a few times. Yeah. I, I loved Fairbanks. We would always do like the three, 
like team trip up there. So we'd go up to like Anchorage. You guys have got to look up Wild Tribe uh, YouTube videos. Uh, so if you type in like Wild Tribe and like type in Good Vibrations, you'll find a whole bunch. So Chris Rumble, he was like our videographer. And so he would shoot all these music videos of our team. One of those videos was up in Alaska where we'd make these music videos. And so I loved going up to Alaska. And Fairbanks was probably the top spot just because we were such rivals with, with them. And we played an outdoor game against them. Um, I think that was my second year and ended up winning that. So that was a pretty surreal experience, just being able to play the outdoor game. It made me like think of like Mystery Alaska. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a bunch of like – their fans were – you know, I'm not going to bash them or anything, but they were so trashy. I mean, there were so many times where it was just like, they would just like, there was this one guy who painted his face like a dog. And then he would like wear one of those chokers around his neck. And then basically like show that he was going to like cut our necks off and stuff. Like, <laughs> they're not, they're not like <laughs> you, you could ever play in front of, but I had a blast up in Alaska. I think it was the best experience up there. Oh yeah, they they live for it. I just remember going oh. through the. Uh, they had this weird bench where you have to you go kind of underneath yeah. the stadium to get there, and like yeah. fans, you just like get to the ice and get covered in popcorn and beer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a blast. I agree. It was a. I love playing there. We got swept in the quarterfinals, so like we we were uh, a quick in and a quick out. But it was a, yeah. it was a good time. <laughs> Do you guys have any any good uh, like bus trip stories or road trip stories? Oh, I'm sure I do. But don't I don't know if I can share mine. We're, <laughs> we're th- three beers deep, so maybe. <laughs> well, so so I'll I'll ask this for Connor because I feel like he he uh, asks these I, all. No, the time. I, I can but, do it, Tyler. I no, can no, do I, it. I I, I want to so. Uh, Connor, Connor's very interested in in knowing what everyone's different like bus experience was. Because like at Michigan Warriors or was it even up in up in uh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie yeah. too? Oh, uh, it, was, it was both. Well, it depends on what story you're going to tell. Well, just just awful, brutal buses that kept breaking down all the time. So, oh yeah, no, that, that's. Do you both. guys have something that was like luxurious? Actually worked? Like what? What did you guys have? I mean, Wenatchee had a nice bus. The bus they had to. Yeah, we we had nice a nice bus, but. I think so. John Mechanic was my coach, and I got along great with John. He was he was awesome, but I thought it was just hilarious because he came from the WHL. He coached, uh, oh man, I mean, he coached all over in the WHL. But anyways, he when he came to our team, um, Paul Baxter was my coach the very first year. The guy was crazy. I remember when he came into uh, when we were in Blaine for like our showcase. And he walks in and he looks at us all in the eye and we're like, God, Paul's like so dang intense. And he looks at us and he's got a huge black eye and we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> and Paul looks at us and he goes, this is what happens when you're not fucking ready. And I was like, oh my God. I guess supposedly he got like punched at the bar or something the night before. And so, yeah, that guy ended up getting, getting the can and John <laughs> 
human. And, he, you know, he, he was hilarious because he's just a very classy type guy and uh, awesome family and everything. But he uh, was really into film. And now he's you guys should check out his his uh, company that he just started. It's called the Prospect Exchange. It's a great way for for kids to be able to get you know, showcase to where, especially now with COVID where it's like coaches aren't go being able to go and, um, and watch players as easily. So this is a great way for kids to get noticed by, by colleges. And, um, so yeah, it's called the prospect exchange, but anyways, uh, he, he would, he came to our team and on the bus, he would always try to show us film and he'd be like, gosh, your guys's bus suck. Like when I was back in the dub, like we used to have the nicest TVs. We used to have like basically, uh, you know, they'd fly on jets and stuff to all their games and charter a plane and everything. So I guess that just all, all his, what's that? No, oh, no I, crazy. I, I, yeah, I was just yeah. saying, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought it was funny. Like, you know, we'd be on the bus and he'd be like, I mean, coming to the NA, you guys don't have the nicest stuff like they do in the dub. So. Um, I guess those were some of the better, better stories that I had with him. So that's unbelievable. And, um, so what, what about, what about college? I know that, um, so Dom, it must've been pretty cool to, you know, you being from Grand Rapids to go just up to big Rapids and play at Ferris state. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, so I actually grew, I was actually born in the big Rapids hospital. Like my dad, uh, yeah, yeah. So my dad used to play men's league at where Ferris plays, and my mom was the head figure skating coach, and that's how they met. And uh, my mom, my dad wheeled my mom, and then you know they had me on accident. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. I, it, I made the decision based on like my dad was still living there, um, so I wanted him to be able to come to my games. And uh, but I grew up going to Fair State hockey games, so it was a, it was really cool to kind of make it full circle. I left home at 14, and then came back at 21, I think. And, uh, you know, got to play my last four years out there. That's unbelievable. So when, when you were at Ferris, um, I, I don't have it up in front of me. What, what four years did you play from, uh, did you stop playing in 15, 14, 15? Was that your last season? Yep. That was, I started 2011 to 2015. Okay. So did you, um, so I probably watched you when, um, I, I went to Western Michigan. So, uh, when you guys came to play in Lawson, um, yeah. those were always my favorite games, Ferris against, because like Ferris would always bring a ton of fans too. And Lawson would already be packed and it would just be like to the tits, like oh, yeah. ridiculous. So I wanted to ask you, is Lawson really as intimidating as everyone says it is? I don't know if I would say intimidating, like as a player, you love that stuff. So I would say Lawson was actually my favorite arena to play at just because your whole fan base took up one side of the rink. And I don't know why like that Alone is. Ticks. <laughs> you guys, you guys get free ticks. Oh yeah. Yep. Free, free tickets. Just you got to flash your student ID and you're there. So yeah, that yeah. whole section, the Lawson lunatics, it's, uh, yeah. it's the Lawson. So I got a good story. I was playing in, I was playing in Lawson and like we, we had a big rivalry with, with uh, Western Michigan just cause it was so close. 
like when they came to playoffs, we got a line brawl, I remember. And then we would go there and, uh, and I remember getting a penalty and you're, oh, see you, bitch. They, they like do a background search on you within 30 <laughs> seconds. And oh yeah. Is your mom like, and they just start chirping you hard. Like they're hanging over the glass I'm spraying them with the water bottle, like in the face, and they're loving it. And I'm like, "Oh, these guys are savages! I love this." <laughs> well, it, it was so. I, I think uh, Doug Brown's kid, I think, either went to Yale or whatever, and they came and played one game at Lawson. And um, so everyone knew, like Doug Brown's kid, and they all the whole Lawson Lunatics started chanting, "Daddy's better." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that that's unreal. Yeah, it's by far the best arena to play in, as far as I'm concerned, because they're just so like on top of you on that yeah. one hole rink. It's not the biggest barn, but it's it's definitely it's loud. It's super loud because yeah, everyone dude, there I, is is on a different level of buckled. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I played at Mun. I played at you know, uh, at, at Yoast and all those like big name arenas in Michigan and nothing compares in my opinion to Western Mish, like nothing gets as loud, like probably one of the most like underwhelming experiences I had was playing at Notre Dame on national TV. Like it was Whoa. the most quiet arena I had, oh, yeah. ever, had ever been in. Damn. Really? Yeah. Wow. Was it uh, in the new one? Yeah. In their brand new brand one. Yeah. One? It's just quiet. It's like it's wow. not built for no easy to get. Yeah, it sucks. So I mean, but like, they're I got a tour of their locker room, and dude, it is unbelievable. Like, but I am so mad I picked Ferris. But their locker room, <laughs> their locker room, is nice. So makes up for it. Jesus, I, I just I, I hate their gold helmets. We always call every everywhere we see them with football with hockey, we call them the Golden Domers. And so we oh, just – they'll never be the Fighting Irish. They'll always be the uh, Notre Dame Golden Domers. Hell yeah. <laughs> True those guys. Dom, Dom, did you play with uh, – I'm trying to think of the years that you were at Ferris, but I'm thinking like the couple seasons with uh, – 11 to 15. We already said it. Get on. Oh, no, I'm trying to think. Zach Zayner, Andrew Mayer, the uh, – oh, yeah. Like Drew Mayer, uh, yeah, Durani's yeah, yeah. brothers. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. All right. I was a senior when those guys came in, and and they were my little freshman boys. But I, I remember <laughs> one of them actually. Mayor, speaking of mayor, he came in engaged, and I was like the guy. I was mm-hmm. a locker room guy. I was like, no, nope, no one should have a girlfriend. Nobody, especially no one should be engaged. Like, what the hell? And, and coming into college, like, engaged, like, are you crazy? <laughs> so I was like, telling all the boys, I was like, dude, I am gonna rip this guy a new one when he walks in the locker room his first day. And he comes in, and I don't know who he is at, at first. He comes Big in. He's, he's the only guy that comes up to me, and he goes, hey, dude, I'm Andrew Mayer. It's nice, really nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> I was like, shit, this guy's, like, really nice. <laughs> um, he's a, he's a nice guy, but he would wreck people out there. <laughs> he's a big boy. So I have another story about Mayer. So it's the first three parties we threw, Mayer broke a table, like – whether it was on accident, on purpose, like he broke a, a, a full table every party. So he was like known as the guy that like broke tables at parties. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want some entertainment on uh, Instagram when you're uh, just 
you know, uh, about to go to bed at night, look at the on Dom's Instagram page, the third uh, section. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious seeing all his stories with all his buddies at at Ferris. Yeah, I put a couple of the 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 uh, videos that you shouldn't post while you're at college, <laughs> but like five years removed, you can post yeah. them. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So um, now. Blake, I, I didn't want to uh, to shy away from Fort Lewis College. I uh, yeah. Did they make you stop playing? Because it was 24 games played, 63 points. I mean, it was unfair if you were on the ice. Yeah, it's uh, – so the story about Fort Lewis is I've had over, you know, 20 family members who have gone there. And so I committed to play at Air Force. And um, I ended good. up playing. Yeah, I and I ended up playing lacrosse when I was actually at Air Force. So I don't know after after the whole junior hockey thing. I think I was just kind of it's not that I didn't love hockey anymore, but I was kind of ready to go in a different direction. And I actually had quite a bit of success uh, at Culver with lacrosse. So I actually called my coach and said, "Hey, do you mind giving the Air Force coach a call?" And so I walked on and played lacrosse. And, um, and then, you know, when I, when I was there, I loved it. I loved the camaraderie. I loved, you know, the military aspect of it and the physical aspect of it. Um, but really just decided I wanted to go in a different direction just to have, you know, a little bit more freedom to be able to, (laughs) I guess, do, you know, some of the skiing, some of the camping and all that, that I've kind of missed out on all these years. So went to Fort Lewis and it was the best experience hockey wise that I've ever had. I've, I've made some of the best friends there through hockey. Like Tyler Scott was my line mate, uh, Dom. Oh, this is actually crazy. So I told you Dom, Dom's my best friend from, from, uh, high school. And then Frank was my other best friend from high school. So when I went to Fort Lewis, my roommate's name was Dom Frank and he played hockey up in Alaska. So he was our ca- the captain of our hockey team. and. Uh, so yeah, so he, uh, and man, he lived at my place and the guy, when I talk about like typical Alaskan, you'd go into his room after a night of like going out on the bars and it was the middle of winter, probably like, I don't know, 10 degrees outside. And I'd walk into his room. He's sleeping with the sheets off of him. He's sleeping with the sheets off of him and all he's in in his boxers. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're sleeping with like the window fully open and you don't have any blankets on you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when I was at Fort Lewis playing for for their team, I think it was just overall, it was an awesome experience to where you could still play hockey. I guess it was a little bit unfair when it came to the skill, skill level. But I, I just had a I had a Were blast. Were you playing against kids who like just started skating? How'd you get uh, sixty three points in twenty four games? They're, <laughs> like they're, they're like Wayne Gretzky. I hope they retired your jersey. They they actually might. They gave me a jersey when I left there, so I don't know if that's the first time that that's ever happened. But um, yeah, they we would play all the like mountain teams, so we'd play Crested Butte. Dom actually came uh, to one of my games one time, and I was trying to get him to suit up, but I don't think he he could. If that if he if he suited up, that would have been dangerous. So, um, <laughs> but we uh, we would play all the mountain teams. I really wanted to play Air Force just because you know that was that was the old school that I went to, but we never 
they wouldn't play us. So they said we weren't good enough, but you know, I guess that's an insult. So um, <laughs> I guess it was a little bit unfair, but I had a blast with it. So and once you get to that, where you're just trying to play for fun, you don't really care how bad you beat them. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, Tyler, you got to look at the scores too. The scores were probably like 12 to eight or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so were there goalies or did you guys shoot on like empty nets? Yeah. It was Gosh. post. They played yeah, post. Yeah, we played post. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there were goalies, but, I mean, we you could have played post and you would have done better for sure. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Just throw up a shooter tutor instead. Yeah. Probably would have been better. Hey, honestly, though, Tyler, what I would say to you, like, if there was anybody who just was like, hey, I want to have a good time. I want to go play hockey still, but I don't know where you will have the best time of your life if you go to Fort Lewis and play and play like club hockey there, just because it's, you can't really be, you know, playing hockey, being able to go ski if you want to being able to do all the outdoor events. And it's like, I mean, gosh, we, we had practices where it's like guys would show sometimes show up, sometimes they wouldn't. And our coach would be like, gosh, we're trying to grow this program and nobody shows up. So, but it was, it was, Jeez, that's incredible. Oh, I mean, of course you had fun. You you were oh, yeah. scoring damn near three points a night, so uh, it's hard to not have fun when you're doing that. But um, mm-hmm. no, that's that's awesome, man. And um, now, Dom, I wanted to ask you about the the Mountain West Hockey League. What 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 is this? Oh man, it he is... keeps trying to get me to join, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it is washed up hockey to its finest. But man, we get a thousand. We get a thousand people to our games. Like no mountain, kidding. are you serious? Like, yes, mount yeah. like drunk mountain people, and they go. <laughs> they love it. They think we're professional hockey players, and it, in reality, like we're not getting paid by any means. Like we show up to the rink when we want. You know, we suit up they and ski. You know, we might smoke a <laughs> smoke a bowl before the game, but we got a <laughs> and like. It, the Mountain West League, it, it's actually like a good league. Like, there's a couple like NHL mm-hmm. players in it. There's a couple like it's just a, a huge like yeah D one. There's there's all kinds of guys in this league, and uh, you know like the big our biggest rivals would be Jackson Hole or Sun Valley Idaho or even like Breckenridge. They have a, a, a decent squad. So all these like mountain teams, they have the, the you know their hometown rink, and they have these guys that play at seven. Uh, eight o'clock at night on the weekends and some of them have pretty good uh, fan bases so when I the first the 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 reason I found out about this league was that my buddy um, who transferred to ASU um, from Ferris he was like hey man I'm playing in this league it's a mountain west league I'm I'm in there at the time I'm in Arizona he's like we're we're uh we're going to San Diego to play this game and I'm like okay sweet like <laughs> Count me in. Like, I love it. Like, roadie with the boys, get to go play some hockey on the beach. And apparently the dude that was, like, running the team was some, like, drug lord or something. He had a ton of money. So <laughs> so uh, we show up to San Diego, and uh, we drove through the night, and we end up staying at this, like, sick beach house. Like, we're on – we're literally on the beach overlooking, like, on a cliff in Encinitas, which is, like, a really – rich rich area of san diego i would say Jeez. um 
And so I'm like, this is sick. Like I'm, I'm all into this. And we played the San Diego team and I had like 11 points or something in one game. And I was like, this, I love it. Count me in like this, count me in for the next 10 games. (laughs) We ended up going to Vail and I was, I was blown away at how many fans were there and like how rowdy it was. And I was like, this is so sick. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, where do you get this many fans that are this engaged in the game, like at this level? Cause like most of these kids played like maybe D3, maybe, maybe just juniors, whatever. Um, and so when I moved to Denver, the first thing I did was call this bail team. I was like, yo, I played against you guys. Can I come, can I play? Like, do you guys have any openings? And they're like, well, we got tryouts. Like, what's your name? Like, send us your info. And I sent him my info and I was like, listen, I played against you guys. Like you, you guys probably know who I am. And, uh, and as soon as I sent him my info, they're like, oh yeah, we, we know who you are. Like you can play for us anytime. Um, so I, I ended up going to, to, to tryouts and just loving it. Like all the guys are live in Vail. They mountain bike, they ski all day. They either, uh, work for like a, a ski shop or they work on the mountain and, uh, and I just fell in love. So that's why I'm kind of actually moving out to Vail is cause like I have 30 buddies out there already that play hockey, ski, mountain bike, and I work remote. So why the hell would I not live there? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's unbelievable. So, so you said that you, you guys average like what, a thousand fans a night? Yeah, Don walks around Vail and they ask for his autograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'll wear my Vail Yeti hockey jersey skiing, and people be like, "Oh, you play no, on the Yeti?" No, he wears his Letterman jacket. <laughs> I wear my Ferris. I actually—that's actually the truth. I do wear my Ferris Letterman jacket to the games because I want to intimidate the other team. <laughs> so I'm sure it works. That's unbelievable. It works great. So, I mean, it, how you, you said that there's a, there's a few like NHL players and the, the talent is pretty good there. So, I mean, is it like, is there one team that you guys just beat up on every time or is it, is it pretty like well spread out for the talent? So we, we had thir- a 30 game schedule, 26 games were home games and the rest were, we had two away in Jackson hole and then we had two in Breckenridge. Um, I think actually maybe we had one in Aspen, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a legit season. Like the owner of the team used to play on the team in like the eighties. I guess this has been a team for a while now. The guy makes like around a hundred K in revenue each year from this team. Cause he has beer sales. He has ticket sales. He has apparel sales. Like we're bringing in money. But we don't see any of it. This guy just takes it all. So like, good, good on him. Like he's got a good business going. <laughs> Jeez, that's unbelievable. Well, um, I, uh, I I wanted to. You guys have been on for for an hour. Thank you so much for for coming on. We've we've had a blast. Um, yeah. We're definitely gonna have to have you guys on again. Hopefully, um, you know. Hopefully, you know what? Maybe we'll we'll have you guys back in Michigan, and we'll all. Uh, well, sit around in a circle and smoke like like that '70s style, and uh, and do. Or, or we can just make a trip out to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, 
Tyler, we never got into like the Avs and the Red Wings rivalry or anything. So at some point, we'll and, we'll have to get into well, that. There's there's really not much of not much to talk about because the wings just popped yeah. up. So. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so we could talk about the old stories, Tyler. <laughs> getting getting into like doing your research, dude. I played in the national championship game against Johnny Goudreau in BC. Like you never asked me anything about that. That's for next episode. Of course. <laughs> you got to start teasing it. Yeah, there we go. That, that, that's a plug for next episode. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Wait, is, is, that the, is that the game where, where Johnny just dangled four of your guys and then shelved yeah, it? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is the game. It's on highlights everywhere. Oh, man. you were, Did you get a dash on that play? No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> – I was I was uh, too busy wheeling the uh, security guard in the in the stands. <laughs> no, but oh, guys, man. we're definitely gonna have to have you on again. We really appreciate it. And um, where where can they find you on uh, on Instagram? So I'm uh, my name is Dom Panetta. Uh, my Instagram is Dom underscore Netta N E T T A. And if you go on there and look up what Blake was telling us earlier, the FURTA <laughs> section, you'll see some of the stuff that we did back in college, all the hockey it's boys. A, yeah, it's good stuff. It's fun. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. And Blake, what about you? Uh, so I'm fairly new to Instagram, Tyler, but I'm three starting photos. to ramp, ramp up. What's that? Yeah, three photos. I'm going to like three. every single one right now. Pump your tires a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, man. I like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's Blake.c.sailor and that's S-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, so that's, that's my Instagram. So you'll probably try to think what, what what kind of theme should I establish with my Instagram right now? Um, It's like stuff in, I mean, it's, it's see, I, See. I'm not a good person to ask because I have so so much random shit on there, and I go to like my earlier stuff, and I'm like, that's seriously like, I need to <laughs> go back and, and delete some of this shit. Like, <laughs> you you got to go for what what gives you the most likes, and really, that's like any photo of like me and my wife, and I know it's not no one's liking the photo for me; they're liking it. For <laughs> her. You know what I mean? Like, so right, I'll, I mean, I'll ask Dustin, what should I do? Connor, what should I do? I'm in the same boat as Tyler. Let me tell you something. You gotta start using Instagram as a dating app. That's what I'm doing. There you go. That that's the that's the way to do it, actually, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you guys you guys could probably uh Dustin actually has like a, a weed account as well. So if you guys wanted to he, no, he does. He, he has, he, dude, he's he's super yeah. into it. I love yeah, it. I'll send you a, 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 I'll send it to you, boys. Yeah, yeah perfect. Perfect. absolutely. I will. Well, well, guys, thank you so much. Um, yeah, you. We're definitely gonna have to have part two for you guys because there's so much more to talk about. But, um, but yeah, thanks again, and uh, stay safe through all this crap, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I, I real quick, I got a bunch of stories about Dom back in high school, so. You'll, oh, you'll yeah. have some of the nitty gritty ones. Uh, <laughs> down so we don't forget. <laughs> you, you'll just have to tell them when Dom's not there. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. <laughs> hey, well, hey, boy, I'll be I'll be in Michigan on the twentieth. So like three weeks from now, we'll uh, we'll have to meet up. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. That sounds yeah. like a blast. I'll, I'll be it. here. I'll be in GR. So that's where I'll be. All right. Oh, yeah. good. Thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. See you, boys. Yep, see you, boys. Talk to you soon. Yeah. How. Thanks, boys, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, Tyler, you said you had something to mention to us. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I missed last week's um, intro, intro and outro, but uh, I, I wanted to bring it up this week. And so Biz on Spit and Chicklet said something a few episodes back, maybe three, three episodes ago. I don't quote me on this, but um, he's. He said something. Well, you can quote this because this is an exact quote. I just thought that this was just really, really crazy for him to say. And he was directing this towards Wings fans and goes, you don't get rewarded for sucking. Excuse me? Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying give us the first overall pick, but we shouldn't have dropped to fourth. Like, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, the, the only reason why I'm saying this, if this precious Coyotes, if the same thing happened to him, where let's say if they were in dead last place and, you know, they dropped to fourth, he'd be bitching right now. 100%. And, I, and actually on top of that, it's kind of stupid to say you don't get rewarded for sucking when you, you actually do. Historically, like over that, the last that... decade, teams have gotten <laughs> rewarded for sucking. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it polices itself. And that's not the NHL. That's the NBA. That's the NFL. That's that's uh, Major League Baseball. That's how it happens. I mean, it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you if, if that's his view on it and he's fine with a, uh, a very top-sided league where it's just, you know, there's a huge disparity between people at the top and then the people at the bottom because that's what's going to happen if you don't give the bad teams, good players. And I, I would have yep. said the same exact thing before when the Red Wings were doing really well. I would want the bottom league, bottom team from the league to get lifted up. And that's what happened when you saw with Edmonton over however many years they get first overall. You know, it's like at some point it changes. And now Edmonton, one of the top hockey markets in the world, has a, a superstar. And they got rewarded by sucking. Superstars. Superstars, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And they got rewarded by sucking. So I get that that's not the rule, but that's how it's supposed to work. Well, so just hold on, Tyler, before you you say something. So, I mean, I agree with you, Connor. If we keep the top pick for every time we win the Stanley Cup, who's going to watch hockey? Right. It's like, remember when the Yankees were just sweeping everybody back in the 90s and the 2000s? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that exciting to watch. Oh, guess who's going to win? Just like when the cheating Patriots win the Super Bowl, it's like guess who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Patriots, woo! Yeah, right. Like, like how how much more exciting is the NFL now that you have like Kansas City and like these random teams that are on the West Coast do, like doing well, and it's not just your like the Patriots versus like yep. and see know, see else. the the one thing that people always go back to is oh back in uh, 2014 or, or 13 the Sabers tanked to get to get. Uh, they tried to tank for McDavid or whatever. Okay, that's one example that people actually can cite. Out of the jokes like, on them, right? Right. Well, they still got Eichel, so really not. But um, well, where, where yeah. they get, where'd they where'd they pick in that draft? Second. Yeah, they okay. got Eichel. Well, thank you. That's. I mean, <laughs> that is the entire point. It's that the whole thing is saying the. I don't really. I go kind of two ways. The, the last place team, I think they should get like first or second, but I won't say they get first every single time, like how it is in the NFL. But 
you just saw it that happened with Buffalo. They didn't drop to fourth because like, and I think that's fair, like dropping one pick to second, yep. there was no harm, no foul. They, it was kind of still a roulette, but your chances are way higher to be either first or second. And that, and it's the systematic issue here. Like that, that is the issue that people are saying, what's wrong with the draft? It's not that Red Wings should have been first. It's that the percentages of teams, whether it's the Red Wings or other bad teams, they didn't make sense. Here's the thing too, guys. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying that this draft lottery is, is it doesn't, it doesn't work the way that, uh, that everyone wants it to work. It doesn't work out in, in everyone's favor. And um, I like, I'm not saying this just because the wings dropped to fourth. I mean, I'm bringing it up now because yeah, we we've had this podcast now since, since January and you know, it's the only time I've been able to say it publicly, <laughs> but I've been saying it for years. I mean, it's, it's not fair to, for the teams who are really that bad. Like the Red Wings are really that bad. I'm not saying that to give us number one, like it's a surefire thing, give us one, but we should not have dropped a fourth. I, I just think that that's asinine. And it's not the I first agree. time that it's happened. So that's all I'll say. I thought that that was just a ridiculous comment that Biz says. And you know what? I, I get that he's like, he's into comedy and everything. And, and you know, I, I really don't know what he was trying to get across with that point. Maybe it was just for shock value because I guarantee you if his precious coyotes were in that same position as the wings, he would be, he'd be singing a different tune. I'll tell you that. 100%. Yeah. So I, real yeah. quick, are the coyotes one of the eight playing teams? Um, I, I have no that's idea. a good question. I don't know. I think that they're actually, I think they're like in a, um, I don't think that they're. Jeez, man, I don't know. I know that they're not like a top four. I don't know, but either way, can somebody find that out and let us know? Because now I'm really curious. I'd be fucking livid if they somehow fucking got number one. Yeah, you know what? That's probably what what's gonna end up happening too. Hold on, I'm looking right now. Uh, the Coyotes are 11th. 11th. So, okay. Um, so they're s- middle, middle of the pack because there were 24. Or no, yeah. So there were, there were 24 total teams, right? Yeah. So they'd be, yeah, middle, middle of the pack. Yeah. So no, they can't, they're not getting, they're not one of the playing teams. If they, if they lose out of the, out of the playing round, then they're eligible. No. Best of seven format was instead received a playing series against the Rangers. I don't know. We're we're gonna have to fact, we're gonna have to fact check to ourselves and <laughs> and and figure this out. But I I just think that um I I feel like a team that does not need a first overall pick is gonna end up with it and people are gonna be livid. There's gonna be one yep. happy fan base and everyone else is gonna be livid. That's all I'll say. End of mini rant. Am I ready? End of episode. Let's get the puck out of here, boys. (laughs) Boom. See you. Tune in next week.